guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And and it's not on him. Here's the thing. It's not on him. It's not on anybody else, right? It's up to me. It's up to us to be disciplined and make the right decisions and not blame other people. But I'm asking you to consider the impact that your environment has on those decisions. None of us are completely above peer pressure, right? Especially if it's somebody you choose to date. You know how open and vulnerable you are with the people you date. You trust them. And some part of you trust that they have your best interests at heart. And if that person continues to steer you away from what you know you should be doing, at some point in time, if you don't get rid of them, you will eventually get distracted and it will deter you. Do not underestimate the impact that the people in your circle have on the decisions that you make. Imagine you have procrastinated all your life, always saying you're going to go to the gym and you never go, right? People know you as a person who say you're going to do this and you never do it. And then something happens and you finally build up the discipline. You start building the discipline to wake up a few days in a row at 5 a.m., at 6 a.m., whatever you consider early, and you start going to the gym. It took you forever. It took you years because you've never been that disciplined. But now you are finally here. You finally have a new habit going. And let's say you start dating somebody and you spend a night with that person. And now it's time to wake up and go to the gym. It's time to wake up early and go to the gym in the morning because that's your routine, right? And that person tells you to snooze and stay with them. It took you forever to build that habit. It took you forever. And that tiny decision that you make to snooze it will throw all of that away because You have not even fortified the habit. It's not even solidified yet, but it's about to crumble because you are elevating, but you're not separating yourself from people who are not aligned with the best version of you. So if you're prioritizing health this year, why are you hanging out with people who do every drug under the sun? 
Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host Sensi and on this podcast we talk about taking accountability of your life to become the best version of yourself. Today's topic is inspired by some reflection I was doing last night and it's around the concept of core values. Now, it's a new year. And even if you happen to be somebody who stumbles upon this episode later and it's not the beginning of a new year, it doesn't matter. You can do this at any point in time, right? It will always be relevant. But it's a new year right now. And, you know, you have all these goals that you're thinking of. You have all these things you want to achieve. And I've told you all several times on prior episodes, different things about outgrowing people and setting boundaries and da 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 and da 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 da. And a lot of that has essentially been us playing defense. It's been us playing defense, but today is about us playing offense. The topic of today's episode is about us having something in place to filter people to protect ourselves from people who do not belong or should not have a position in our lives based on what we are trying to accomplish, based on where we are trying to go. Today is about the concept of core values. What are your core values? I know you've heard that several times, right? People always talk about the concept of values, but people don't really go in depth that much. At least for me, it's something that I kind of always heard in passing. And I think at the beginning of 2021, I even Googled a list of core values and I tried to pick mine out of it and I printed it out and I have it in a folder. And, you know, I did all of this extra stuff, but I didn't really do some reflection in terms of what I genuinely value and what are some of the things that I want to add to my list of core values in the sense that I really want to embody this trait, like integrity, for example. I'm not saying I lack integrity now. Okay. I do have a high level of integrity. I think so. And integrity is one of my core values. So with me saying integrity is a core value, it means that I have to act with integrity all of the time, even when people are not looking, even when it's just me. And the reason why this is important is because here's the thing. I've talked about boundaries before. I've talked about several different topics. I've talked about outgrowing people. I've talked about not letting trauma bonds hold you back. I've talked about a lot of things, but I think core values is like a missing piece in the conversation that will really help you identify whether or not people should be in your life. Yes, you can look at it through the lens of are they negative? Are they positive? Do they train you? Do they add anything? Do they just keep subtracting? Blah, blah, blah. But I feel like your core values are essentially like your North Star, like your compass, like your guiding. You know, it's, it's like something to guide you through life in terms of the qualities you want to embody, the things that you prioritize above everything else when life starts to life. So, and yes, you can Google, you can do like me years ago and Google list of values and just pick out what 
resonates with you. But I want you to, you can do that in a sense of getting an idea of what's out there. Because for me, it was hard to think of stuff off the top of my head when I first did this. So you can do that. But instead of just picking out things you think that look good, I want you to think about what are some things and traits that have always taken priority in your life that has always been true about you or it has been something that you have always at least been interested in and something you want to continue to work towards in the future, like integrity, right? Integrity is something you constantly have to work towards because like I said before, it's not always about doing your best and being your best and living authentic and acting a certain way only when there are people around. It also takes you upholding those standards and acting with integrity when there's nobody around. So some of these things can be aspirational too, right? Because yes, it has to do with where you are today and who you are now, but also where you want to be in the future, right? What you are working towards. And the reason why this is important in terms of today's topic is because I want you to get so clear on what these values are. And then I want you to find people who align with those values and give most of your time and energy to those people. You know why? Because you will have to do a lot less explaining in terms of why you are the way you are or why you prioritize certain things or why you act a certain way. Now, everybody has their own core values, but people who have done so much as think of what their core values are will always be more understanding of you if you prioritize something that's important to you because they know they have their values and they prioritize these things. So they will be more understanding versus people who either don't have any or never really thought about the concept. And, you know, they are the negative people who just drain you, et cetera, et cetera, right? It'll be a lot easier finding people and sharing most of your time and energy with people who align with your core values and your vision long term. Now, all that is great in theory, right? I can sit here and talk about all of the benefits, but it's not going to get through to you as much as me telling you about the possible consequences and also sharing how... I have compromised on my values in the past and what came out of it. So let's get into that. Let me tell you about that. So an example in my life. I have always, nope, let me not lie. Let me not lie. Here's what happened. In college, I had like a bad case of acid reflux. I used to eat lying down all the time and I used to eat a bunch of fast food. I barely cooked because I used to work all these hours. And when I wasn't working, I was in class. I only had like a few hours to myself, so I didn't want to cook. So I used to buy fast food all the time. And I used to eat it in bed, lying down under my covers, watching Netflix. Anyway, bad habits and a lot of stress in my life. Me overworking myself, me doing this, that, and the third. You already know the story. So I got a bad case of acid reflux, which I know a lot of people have, but my situation got so serious where I remember I couldn't swallow at night. Like my throat, my lymph nodes, whatever was so swollen and it felt heavy and it hurt to swallow. So I remember one time I literally had to put a towel on my pillow and allow myself to drool. I know it's disgusting. It's kind of TMI, but literally it hurt so bad. I could not swallow and I couldn't speak 
after like 7 p.m. And now that I think back, it was after I would eat because I would eat lying down. So it's like, I guess it would act up or flare up, whatever. Anyway, really bad case. Couldn't speak, couldn't swallow. My health was deteriorating. That was the beginning of me starting to prioritize my health because let me tell you what happened. I had to go to a doctor, an ENT or air, nose and throat doctor. I think that's what it is. I had to go to a doctor and that's what she told me about the acid reflux because I didn't know what it was at first. I just knew I was really sick. And then she told me, I'm 21 or 20 at this point. And she was like, yeah, you might have to do surgery. I'm like, the first thing that came to my mind was who's paying for that? Who is paying for that? Because that appointment lasted all of five minutes after I waited like 20 minutes and the bill was about $500. So when she said surgery, I was like, who is paying for surgery? That was my first thought. And because of that, and by the way, after that, when I questioned the whole surgery thing, she was like, your other option is to completely change your diet like immediately. Otherwise, we will have to do a surgery because it will get that bad because a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, so because of that, that's when I started being more conscious about what I consume. That's when I initially made the decision, not right then and there, but like in that year, that's when I made the decision to like cut off red meat. And I think in the past five years or so, I've probably had maybe two plates, like, I think twice I've had steak and I had like one bite of lamb chops, like in the past five years. So I have made a lot of changes in my diet and it has not been easy. It has been a long process. There have been several times I tried to cut out certain things like meat completely and seafood completely. I I thought I would go vegan overnight. I failed miserably because I need to eat. Okay, I need to eat. I am skinny. If I don't eat, I will evaporate. I will literally evaporate. I will just disappear. Okay? The way my metabolism is set up, I need to eat. Otherwise, I'll just start dropping pounds. And being underweight is not healthy either. Okay? So that whole vegan thing didn't work. I need meat. I need seafood. And I'm not a chef. I don't have all these recipes at the top of my mind. But like I said, it's a long, a long process. But I have come very far. I wouldn't get into all of the healthy practices and stuff I do now. But I just wanted to share the background story with y'all so y'all can understand the story in its entirety. Because there's always a reason for your core values. So that was my reason, right? I realized how expensive it was to be unhealthy. So I decided that the cost of being healthy is a lot better than the cost of being unhealthy. So yes, I will pay more for things that are healthier because you don't know paid until you start getting medical bills, okay? But I digress. So I say all that to say at that point in time, ever since then, health has been a core value of mine. Healthy living, that's a priority. Now, the mistake I made was I let somebody come into my life who did not have health as a core value. They did not prioritize it. They did not, they didn't have any like health scares like I did. So they didn't understand the severity of the situation. And they had 
essentially no reason to start cutting things out of their diet like I did. It was a guy I was dating. Now, we all know like when you're dating people, you spend a significant amount of time with them. Y'all are close, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. There were times when I was saying, when I was trying to cut stuff out of my diet, like the things that would make my acid reflux flare up, right? There was a, a long list of things that I could not eat anymore. And there was a, a very short list, I felt like, of things that I could eat. And I tried to cut out those things. And those, those were things that I ate all the time. So it was very hard, right? But I just kept thinking of who was going to pay for surgery, not me. Not me. So... I was fighting through it. Y'all know, and y'all know how hard it is to cut back on foods you love, like cheese. Like, y'all don't even understand the pain. The pain. It's not that he wasn't supportive, but it was like he did not also have that same value. He didn't have a reason. He wasn't prioritizing it like I was. He had no incentive to change his diet and change the way he lived. And I never forced that upon him or anything like that. I understood that it was something I had to do for me and my health. But at the same time, there would be times when, let's say he decided to get us food. He would bring food that I knew I shouldn't be eating. And I am not always strong enough to turn down food that I know I shouldn't eat. Okay? I will be honest. I like to eat. I like food. I have tried vegan recipes. The flavor is just not there. Okay? Some of y'all lie. Some of y'all are lying. Y'all are lying. I know you're eating it for the nutritional value, but be serious for a second. Okay? That thing does not taste good. So I was struggling. I was eating salads. I don't even like salads. I was trying to, I was doing my best. But when he brought some Chick-fil-A in front of me and I knew I shouldn't be eating the red meat, you know, the bacon on the sandwich that I got, or when he brought Zaxby's or like other fast food, oh my God, when he brought a double bacon cheeseburger, my gosh, I, like I didn't say no, I ate it. I ate it because that's what I was eating before and that's what I love to eat. But so it wasn't that he was just saying, oh, you sh this is too much, blah, blah, blah. He was like, okay, fine. If that's what you want to do, fine. But like when he would buy food, he would buy the same things I, I used to eat that I know I shouldn't eat, that I know I should say no. But I would think about that while I'm chewing it. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't strong enough to be disciplined. And I had somebody around me who did not have the same value. So... And, and and it's not on him. Here's the thing. It's not on him. It's not on anybody else, right? It's up to me. It's up to us to be disciplined and make the right decisions and not blame other people. But I'm asking you to consider the impact that your environment has on those decisions. None of us are completely above peer pressure, right? Especially if it's somebody you choose to date. You know how open and vulnerable you are with the people you date. You trust them. And some part of you trust that they have your best interest at heart. And if that person continues to steer you away from what you know you should be doing, at some point in time, if you don't get rid of them, you will eventually get distracted and it will deter you. Do not underestimate the impact that the people in your circle have on the decisions that you make. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That is why I shared all of this. So to get you to see that sometimes it's not always blatant lack of support. It's not always obvious. Sometimes it's people just not understanding and not sharing the same passion for something. And they keep bringing you around things that you are trying to get away from. They keep putting you in that environment that constantly forces you to have to look away from things that you used to enjoy. And yes, discipline and all of that, that's great. But I'm telling you, that's a very hard decision to make especially when it comes to food, for me personally, right? You need to consider whether or not the people in your life align with your core values, whether or not they will understand it, whether or not you feel comfortable prioritizing it around them. And it's not up to them, but I, I, I still want you to pay attention to how you feel around them because that is important. You need to pay attention to whether or not the people around you and the people who you are adding to your life as time goes by are people who will support your core values, people who are aligned with that, people who will help you embody those qualities and those traits and prioritize those things, or if they are people that will deter you from them. Imagine you take forever. Imagine you're the type of person who considers yourself a night owl. But you want to be the type of person who wakes up early. You want to be productive in the morning. You want to be that person that wakes up early and go to the gym or goes to Pilates. Imagine you have procrastinated all your life, always saying you're going to go to the gym and you never go, right? People know you as a person who say you're going to do this and you never do it. And then something happens and you finally build up the discipline. You start building the discipline to wake up a few days in a row at 5 a.m., at 6 a.m., whatever you consider early, and you start going to the gym. It took you forever. It took you years because you've never been that disciplined. But now you are finally here. You finally have a new habit going. And let's say you start dating somebody and you spend a night with that person. And now it's time to wake up and go to the gym. It's time to wake up early and go to the gym in the morning because that's your routine, right? And that person tells you to snooze and stay with them. It took you forever to build that habit. It took you forever. And that tiny decision that you make to snooze it will throw all of that away because you have not even fortified the habit. It's not even solidified yet, but it's about to crumble because you are elevating, but you're not separating yourself from people who are not aligned with the best version of you. You're not separating yourself from people who are aligned with the older, undisciplined version of you. It took you forever to build that habit, to start getting up early, to go to the gym and somebody you allowed into your life told you to snooze and now you're back snoozing every day. 
The habit has died. You see what I mean? That's just an example. I want you to think about it like that because some of these things will take practice for you to constantly embody, right? Me saying health is a core value of mine is not just like, like it's something I have to work at all of the time. I have made a bunch of changes in my life. I've substituted things that I always eat for a healthier version. And yes, unfortunately, it's more expensive. Like the milk I buy now is called Mulk. I can only get it at Whole Foods. And it's like $6. It's $6. But it has less ingredients. It's a lot healthier. It doesn't have all of the other stuff in it. And I also have subscriptions for CMOS gel and like other things. I have supplements. I'm doing all of this extra stuff, changing my diet, replacing some of the things that are unhealthy, finding healthier alternatives. And I'm also working on being more active. Like I take walks all the time, but I want to start going to Pilates. I want to do something that's going to keep me fit and in shape because I might be skinny, but skinny does not mean fit. I will start breathing heavy if I have to climb a flight of stairs. Okay, I'm telling you. But I, like I said, it's a core value of mine. So I am constantly working on things that embody that core value things that will make that core value be evident in my life without me having to say it, right? So it's extremely important to me that the people in my life understand that because I cannot come to your house if you are going to serve me red meat or if you if I know you're going to have a bunch of stuff there that I know I shouldn't eat. I have to be mindful of those things. Maybe I can eat before, Certain things I've built up enough discipline to not do, but other things I'm still working on it. So I have to consider who I bring myself around because I don't want to constantly put myself in an environment that will make me compromise my core values. You see what I'm saying? I want you to think about it from that perspective. I want you to think about what your core values are. And I want you to create some shallow requirements for your next significant other and your friends. Create some quote unquote shallow requirements. And the reason why I say shallow, it's not necessarily because it's shallow, but I say shallow because there are obviously some highly important traits and whatnot that you should have or want to have in your next significant other and your friendships and all types of relationships, etc., etc. But when I say shallow, all I mean is these are things that we don't necessarily think about. And these are things that people might often tell you, oh, well, what if they don't do this? Like, is that going to cross them off the list? Like, are you just going to cut somebody off because they don't do this and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you know, the conversation, there's a bunch of dialogue going around now about people trying to get women to compromise on anything that's above the bare minimum but I digress. So I know people will say stuff like that, but I want you to create some quote unquote shallow requirements for people. Like for example, let's say if you are somebody who is trying to maintain or create that habit of waking up at 6 a.m., a shallow requirement will probably be like, I only want to date somebody who is a morning person. Like I need you to be up before the sun. 
you know, like something crazy like that. Now, that's not something, again, that's not something you, you commonly hear people say, but I want you to just create that list so you can have an idea of what the people who understand your core values will look like. And it's more so to see if their type of lifestyle aligns with yours. Because if you are the type of person who are, who's trying to wake up early to go to the gym, if you date somebody who already wakes up early to go to the gym, it's like your alarms might go off at the same time. Or like if you wake up at like 6 a.m., you probably don't text people that early. You probably don't have messages that early because a lot of people are still sleeping and you could like text them on your way to the gym or something because they are already up, right? Now, I'm not saying to do it because you can text them. Like, I hope you'll get what I'm trying to explain. It's like if you value something, then find somebody whose life already represents that, somebody who can understand that, somebody who can help you uplift those values. Because so often we compromise and we date people who do not align with that. We keep people in our life, regardless of the type of relationship, who do not align with that. And then we start compromising on it. And now it's like, is that your core value? You say it is, but you don't act like it is. And the thing is, people live all types of different lives, but everybody's not for you. I want you to remember that before you start widening your net so that you don't chase off too many people, I want you to remember that not everybody is for you, okay? There's only one person for you. You don't need a wide net. You need a narrow net, okay? Because if your net is too wide, you will allow a lot of foolery into your life. And that's just unnecessary. You don't need that stress. Okay. Has life not done enough to you? You don't need that stress. So if you say 2023 is the year that you want to get healthy, the year that you want to have a healthy lifestyle, you want to work out, you want to eat better, you want to feel better, you know, you want to prioritize your mental health, you want to prioritize journaling, you want to prioritize your relationship with God. Does it make sense for you to date somebody who's a crackhead? You see what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. Why would you date somebody who does every drug under the sun? Is that healthy? No. And if you hang around them enough, you will start doing drugs too. And then health where? Health where? You see what I'm saying? I want you to think about it that way. So think about your lifestyle with the core values that you have, the core values that you want to expound upon in your life in the future. Paint a picture of what exactly your ideal lifestyle will look like with you embodying those values. And then I want you to keep that in mind because when you meet new people, I want you to think of whether or not they can play a role in that person's life. So if you're prioritizing health this year, why are you hanging out with people who do every drug under the sun? If you want to start working out this year and you just want somebody to do it with so bad, but the person, the friend or whoever you are leaning on to be your accountability partner is the one, quote unquote, holding you back because they have yet to make any progress. They have yet to show up. Get a trainer. Get somebody else. Do in your comfort of your home. Find somebody else. Like stop, stop making allowances and room for the people who are only going to get you to compromise on those core values. You stay focused on what it is you want and then the right people will come into your life. But when the wrong ones try, you need to set some boundaries. What are those shallow requirements? Like, so like I, I just gave the example with the drugs and that's just random. But like, so obviously if you say you want to live a healthy lifestyle, maybe don't date somebody who does every drug under the sun. 
So maybe your shallow requirement should be, I would ideally like to date somebody who is a morning person who goes to the gym at least three, four times a week or whatever. That's just to get you, that's just to give you an idea of the type of person, the type of people who can be around this version of you with the core values that you have. If family is a high priority for you, if it's a core value for you, now everybody has like their own level of family issues. So I'm not saying you should like completely cut somebody off who has issues with their family, but what are they doing about it? You know what I'm saying? Like people could have family issues and then they can like just sit in all that negativity and be closed off and be toxic. Or there are some people who can actively work towards themselves, work towards creating a better life for themselves so that their future children will be in a loving, happy family, a happy home, unlike what they experience. You see what I mean? So sometimes it's not that people are perfect where they are, but you can actually see them taking strides just like you are to embody your core values. They are taking those strides to improve their lives. So I want you to really think about that because there cannot be too much room in your life for people who do not align with the type of life you are trying to live for people who directly go against your core values, like strongly, strongly against it, strongly on the end of the spectrum, you are not Jesus Christ. You, you are not here to save anybody. That is not your job. Focus on the people that align with where you are going. Now, this might be hard to implement with some of the people in your life already, like your old friends and whatever, because this version of you, the person you're elevating, like this, this stage of your life where you're elevating is not who they are accustomed to. But if they are not willing to grow with you, then let me tell you something. Naturally, they will fall off. Eventually, they will fall off. I know I say things like, you know, cut people off, put some distance between them. Let me tell you something. It's not even that deep sometimes. When you start to elevate, you will naturally, like people who don't align with where you're going, people who are not also elevating with you will naturally fall off eventually because you won't feel connected to that relationship and that person anymore. It will just become a strain energetically because y'all are not aligned anymore. Like, I, I know you have that experience. When you start to change the way you think and you start wanting more, there are people you just won't be able to relate to anymore. Because when you go around them, the things you used to do, the things you used to enjoy doing, the things that used to excite you, poor decisions you used to make with them, it will not resonate with you anymore. And the fact that they keep bringing you back to that, you will just naturally feel like y'all are not energetically aligned anymore. And naturally the relationship will eventually fall off. It will eventually fall off. You'll feel it. They'll feel like you bougie or whatever and tell you things like, oh, you've changed and blah, blah, blah. Side note, I have a whole episode on what to do if people tell you you've changed. I will put it in the description because I don't remember which number it is. But you will feel it. 
Okay, you feel it and naturally y'all will just drift apart. So it's not even always a cut off and this, that and a third. And yes, you should communicate with people. It's not always a ignore and move on type of thing. You should communicate. You've had those friendships, those relationships for a while. You know, obviously, you know, maybe have the bare minimum respect and communicate how you feel. But I'm just saying sometimes that communication is not always going to go the way you think unless people are willing to also elevate. They will never see things your way. So naturally, it will just fall off. But I'm making this episode because I want you to think about what your core values are. And if you don't know, make a list and don't just make a random list. Like I said, really reflect on it and pick out some core values that you really can see yourself embodying. You can see the best version of yourself embodying. And then I want you to think about the type of people who are in your life right now and whether or not they are helping you move towards that or they're deterring you from it. And I also want you to think about the people who you are going to allow to come into your life this year. Do they align? If you are trying to be healthy and somebody is doing every drug under the sun, maybe not date them, maybe not be their best friend. I'm not saying you have to judge people and talk about their lifestyle, whatever. I don't I don't care about what people do with their lives. I just know what I want for myself. And if I feel like you will deter me from that, then there's no room for you in my life. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to judge people. You don't have to do the most. You just understand what you want for yourself and then be able to identify whether or not these people will help you with that or whether or not they will distract you and deter you from that. So that is all I have to say in today's episode and I will talk to you next Sunday. Guess what? I'm giving away the self-reflection journal for free. All you have to do is sign up for my email list at secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter and I will send it over to you. But that's not all. I told y'all before that I'm looking for ways to create a community for us so we can talk more than just once a week every Sunday. So that's what the email list is for. I will share personal behind the scenes of my life as I become the best version of myself. And I will also send you exclusive tips and advice to help you do the same. And you will also be the first to know of any surprises and announcements that I have coming up for the show. And in case you don't know, the Self-Reflection Journal has over 60 journaling prompts for self-reflection and self-discovery that will help you learn more about your fears, the impact of your childhood, your limiting beliefs, your values, what's important to you, what areas of your life need improving, and so much more. So once again, if you are interested, go to secludedthoughts.com slash newsletter. I will also leave the link in the description. Now back to the episode. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.